In many ways, the story of the 22 Trump endorsements that all won in the primary elections across Ohio and Indiana is the biggest story of the week. It's bigger than the Supreme Court leak over abortion, more significant than the 2000 Mules film, which provides evidence of election fraud in the 2020 election, and bigger than any Ukraine news. More important than the failing Biden administration and its out-of-control inflation numbers. Bigger than the stock market tanking ahead of continued bad economic news by a socialist, globalist organization run by the desecrators of Davos. The Trump victories, of which J.D. Vance was the biggest, are a superb indicator of where America is and the rules of conduct for the world in the coming months. As much as the plans for a great reset have been by Klaus Schwab and the gang in the Davos party, and the many mechanisms of manipulation that they are employing to destroy the world so they can remake it, what was evident on the election day of May 3, 2022 was that Americans were following a course of action started well over a decade ago, with the Tea Party movement, and that the trajectory of that course was irreversible. Trump was a product of that movement, and it would certainly live on well beyond him. But in the here and now, despite all the ad dollars, the liberal controls of the media, of all the communist attempts over a century to completely take over the human race, it was failing and failing in a big way. I watched the most baffling conversation on Monday evening during a Fox News broadcast between Brett Beyer and Britt Hume, where they discussed that they thought the Republican Party was moving on beyond Trump. It had, after all, been a year and a half since Trump had left office, and it was time for him to disappear over the horizon as all former presidents do. It was time essentially to lick his wounds, build a library, and just disappear into the history books. Britt, in fact, said at least three times in this discussion on Fox that he thought the election on May 3 would show that voters were ready to move on. I kept thinking, what planet are these guys on? Did they know something I don't? Are they looking at data I hadn't seen? Perhaps, after all, it's their business to know things that nobody else does. So I held my tongue and waited to see the election results, thinking maybe they had some inside baseball information that would lead to several Trump losses. They were ready to pounce as a media organization on so they could claim that all was back to normal. Ad revenue could resume based on a Karl Rove view of the world. Club for Growth would destroy Vance and all the future MAGA candidates, and life would be good at Fox News and the other mainstreamers. Of course, what happened was much different and perplexing to the establishment. It led to falsely installed President Joe Biden to say that the MAGA movement was the most dangerous political movement in the history of the United States. Well, if the destruction of America is the goal of the modern Democrat Party, then yes, MAGA could be viewed as dangerous to them. The preservation of America and making it great again would be dangerous if the plans were its destruction. But the strength of the Trump brand after all they had done to it, the conventional Republicans and the Democrats, was beyond comprehension for them. Even Mitt Romney was starting to see the light of the issue. If Trump wants to run in 2024, he can. Do you think, Mitt? Wow, there is some good inside baseball indeed, coming from a sitting senator at the federal level. But it says just how little these insiders really know about what's going on in the outside world. I could tell them all day long, and so could many others. In Ohio, where DeWine held off challengers with only 48% of the vote out of a million Republican primary voters, many who flipped for the election from Democrat to put their support behind the very Reno incumbent governor, the tolerance for convention has well expired people are voting for MAGA candidates in the Republican Party. They may not always agree on who those MAGA candidates are. But when Trump puts his official endorsement behind one of them, they win their election. That was certainly the case with J.D. Vance. 
Before Trump provided his endorsement, JD was down in the polls, well behind Josh Mandel. I saw the impact right away. I ended up voting for Josh Mandel anyway, as did many, but JD Vance had a comfortable lead from the endorsement to the actual vote count that never went away, completely off the strength of Trump's endorsement. That really spooked the Beltway insiders in the aftermath of the election. How could Trump have that much power, still? Well, I would say that Trump's brand is strong by itself. He had built it over a lifetime, and there isn't anything else like it in politics. From the Trump Tower building in the 80s to all the books, appearances in movies, and his WWE activities, Trump has always oozed Make America Great. But it's more than that. In the Tea Party days, I remember when Trump struggled to get 100 people to gather in front of a stage, he was speaking at. Trump had to come to the Tea Party movement, they didn't go to him. Trump had to stay married, to get more conservative. Trump needed to start attacking Barack Obama, whom everyone at that time who hated him knew was a political plant from the weather underground. Obama began his political life in the living room of Bill Ayers. When Trump got blasted by Obama by accepting an invite to the White House Correspondents' Dinner in 2011, it changed life forever. Trump went and was grilled by Obama ferociously. Trump then endeavored to get revenge by running for president to knock down Obama and all his plans, which are still unfolding today. Obama is the mouth behind Joe Biden, and that battle is still very much in the news daily. The Tea Party admired how Trump was willing to go after Obama, so they threw their support behind him, and the rest is history. The Tea Party never went away. It just became mega, and it's stronger by far now than it was in 2011 or 2009. Now it's mainstream, whereas it seemed like a fringe movement of grandparents and concerned constitutionalists back then. The Karl Rove types and the Brit Hume personalities have never figured it out. They keep thinking that, like some kind of rubber band, society will snap back into 1963. Democrats would become the party of the poor and Republicans of those evil businesses. Instead, we have something in 2022 that is very different, and they can't get their minds around it. Few in Washington, D.C. can. There are many reasons for it, but for the purpose of this election, the Beltway culture from all political parties was baffled by the results. But those results were real. They displayed an undercurrent of political sentiment that extended from local school boards to presidents of nations, and people were voting for change. Rich Hoffman Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business